of our students banked about 412 grand and sent it to us and that is way more than they've ever paid us for education. I walked in, they were sharpening their pitchforks. Everyone in that parish council yeah. rocked up. I think it's about 20 million pounds worth of property deals that we've been involved in in those four years. Welcome to the Property Developers Secrets Podcast. Making developments more achievable. Hello and welcome to the Property Developer Secrets podcast with myself, Lloyd Girardi. Myself, Andy Cook. And we are back, we are back and we're going to be talking about reputation, bad reputation and why developers seem to have a bad reputation. What makes me think of that is when you go onto like local Facebook groups and you, you like for us, we comment and say, oh, we're building here and all we get back is, oh, why are you building there? You should have left it as it was and... Uh, especially for the, the site we're working on now is an old medical centre, which had been run down for over a year, year and a half, derelict. So we didn't stop that, but the NHS had stopped it because they built a new one. But still in that town, we got bombarded with, you should have left the, the medical centre there. What, derelict? Like, what, would you, what do you expect us to do with it? But um, we're building four new houses. Uh, they're going to be awesome anyway, but we just seem to get bombarded. And we want to talk about why why developers get perceived as that. Yeah, I think that that's sort of human nature to a certain extent, isn't it? You know, that perception is always different to the reality. So people see that and they see, you know, greedy developers, I suppose, someone going out and, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, just coming back off a bit of a cough from the, from the Christmas break. But um, but yeah, the, the developers going out and making loads of money, doing something different, usually that kind of external perception is when they see people doing something which the general public wouldn't do or perceive they can't do themselves. So don't have a, an understanding of the, the intricacies of it because nothing's as it seems, is it? You know, it's, you know in, in theory, it's, it's harder than it looks on the outside and it probably doesn't make the millions and millions of pounds on every development that it's, you know, it looks like. So it looks like someone is burdening, burdening the town to make loads of money for themselves and you know, <laughs> drive around in Ferraris and stuff like that, isn't it? So who would um, do that? Who would do that? You'd who would be do a that? Right prick, wouldn't you? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the realities are always very different, aren't they? Um, and um, and they don't know the problems with planning permission and all the bits that you go through to get to that. And then in, in the end of the day, you're actually helping the town by providing more housing. You know, the example you used the one we're doing there. There's never been housing built in that. It's not really a village. It's more of a town, isn't it? It's a small village, it's a large village, small town. So. You know, there's not been any opportunity for people to have that affordable type of housing in that in that town um, for a long time because it's not the sort of place. Because of the nature of the land around it, there's a lot of sort of sinkholes and mining and all that kind of there. So it's not like it's got lots of new build around it. So you know, families and kids growing up in that town don't really have a lot of new houses they can build uh, buy. Sorry. So, uh, but we get it quite a lot. Um, we've had it on other sites as well, haven't we? Where you know, we did a, a council was selling a, a nursery um, in Milton Keynes and we picked it up like a, you know, an old kid's nursery. We've been derelict for a long time. And, um, you know, we picked it up and we're trying to put housing on it. And the council actually put a condition from us buying it from them that we had to get seven houses or more on the site. And local perception, the, the local um, parish council thought that it should have one to maybe three houses on it because they've got a very different um, expectation of that. And, you know, they, they they kicked up a right sort of fuss about it all, didn't they? And it wasn't until I went in and spoke to them with our partner on it and our architect 
and we made them understand that we were you know a small local developer and a small estate agency you know trying to grow our own business but trying to provide housing into the town and we addressed their issues with you know us cutting down trees as much as they thought we were going to do and putting loads of overdeveloped houses on there and then when we told them the reasons for that i.e the council had stipulated that i actually walked out of that i walked in they were sharpening their pitchforks everyone in that parish council rocked up it was the busiest parish council meeting they'd ever had i think they closed the agenda just for that one they 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 only knew we were going to be there two days before and they literally shut the agenda down everyone came to it they wanted they wanted blood at that meeting and then by the end of it, a lot of them came and shook my hand because they were like they understood then our our um, pers- per perspective, if you like, and you know, and very often that's just the case, isn't it? They just don't understand the perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. Look, there probably are developers out there that are just doing it for making loads of money. They probably scrimp on the the cost of materials, and they they get they take shortcuts all over the place. There are probably developers out there. And I say probably there are developers like that out there, which actually people will sort of see that and put put that kind of or tarnish the brush on every developer then that they are going to be the same it's like when you go to a, a restaurant and you have a bad experience you remember that bad experience more than all the good experiences you have so other people have gone through that process and probably seen developers just do it for the sake of doing doing it for money and then they think every developer is like that where it's not so one thing we do is we join facebook groups we join the local group to actually share what we're doing and show people that was what we're doing uh, and put it out there and say, look, would you, what would you like here and et cetera. So we try and get some feedback from the local um, the local town or the councils straight away and during the build as well. Um, so yeah, we, we're sort of pushing it out there, trying to do the development for the town because obviously we want people living in that town. People in that town might live there as well. So um, there's things we can do to, to overcome those kind of um, preconceived ideas of developers. Um, but showing, uh, the best way to actually prove to the town or whatever is to actually develop and make a decent property um and then yeah that will sort of go down but it will also get they'll get forgotten about and people will move on and go to the next developers then developing so yeah it's, it's change as well isn't it people don't like change so yeah and i think it's important to remember and and to put this in um into perspective that all property gets a bit of that as well it's not just developments yeah. You know, like landlords get this, don't they? Because they're greedy landlords, you know, they're slum landlords and whatever. You tell someone that you're a landlord, you know, you get pigeonholed into that, don't you? That Yeah, you know, and I think every landlord, developer, anyone that's in property, I think because it is, it's a lot of money to get into, but you can do it without any of your own money. But you, if you get into it, people just, and I think it comes down to money, the, the anything, like the mindset of money. If people see someone else with money, they are jealous of them but they also hate hate that person to potentially because they've got something they haven't got um the fate one of my favorite books in the world is mind over money by uh claudia hammond she explains in that book the the concept the, the idea of people having different um thoughts about money so one person might think 100 pounds a lot of money whereas the other person a million pounds a lot of money it's just so different everyone thinks about it differently but i think especially in the UK, if we somewhat see someone successful, a lot of people don't like it. It's a negative. Whereas actually being, seeing someone successful, you should look into them and say, oh, actually, how, how did they achieve that success? And look up to them a little bit as well and say, oh, can I emulate them? Can I copy them? Can I do what they do so I can achieve what I've wanted? So I think the UK have a bit of a bad reputation with that anyway. In the US, 
they celebrate success. If someone's doing well, you s- <coughs> they'll be chest bumping, high fiving, throwing frat parties or whatever. <laughs> no, probably not frat parties, but just yeah, they actually uh, celebrate success, which is something I really love about the the US and things. But in the UK, we just seem to hate people that are doing doing well. Yeah, there's definitely a stigma with it, and, and like I said earlier, we definitely get pigeonholed with that. Um, but yeah, it, it is just a whole property thing. It's a, it's a whole anything thing, really, isn't it? But that's a good book, that Mind Over Money. It's a good one to understand that, um, understand that the, 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 the thought behind it all, I suppose. Um, okay, so that's the perception. Um, so what well, about... We, what we're talking about books as well. There's a really good book that I highly recommend as well, which is Property Development. Um, by Lloyd Girardi. So if you're interested in property, find out a bit more. Like That's our story and how we got started. Um, released in 2018, it's four years on from when we first started. And I think at that point we had about, I think it's about 20 million pounds worth of property deals that we've been involved in in those four years. Um, so yeah, showing you how we got started because again, seeing where we started from might, well, certainly we share our story. So our journey is probably more, believable and achievable to other people so yeah this reputation we don't seem to get tarnished with that because people have seen how we started and how we got going and it, it was tough at the start yeah 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 and we won't go into this because we'll mention it in different podcasts and things but you know we were just you know normal guys were i was a small, small building company you were a lighting salesman you know like we we wanted to do something a lot bigger and a lot different and do it for ourselves which is what started our journey and that's highlighted in the book there but let's go down the training company route then because that's another place where people get bad reputations isn't it you know that we've seen a lot of training companies we started in about 2015 so that's eight years ago now um with the white box side of it with the training company and we've seen a lot come and go in that time we've seen a lot sort of blow up real quick but then blow up completely um and um you know so and and again it's a bit of an unregulated bad reputation kind of space you know what's your thoughts on that yeah, I think, again, it comes down to the, the reason people do it. Um, we started training people purely because the first deal we ever did, you were taking people around the site and showing people the deal, explaining to them that how we did this site because we our first ever deal ever was eight new build houses. And a lot of people have, that were developing, not even developing, but were landlords for 20 years trying to get into development were taking every little stepping stone along the way to get there and we just came in and just did a development so a lot of people was like how the, how did you do that like how did you get started um and they started asking you you sort of took them to site and showed them around for to help them for education like we we didn't have any education in the development space when we started so we had to learn the hard way by doing it so you took people to um the site you then took them to a room and sort of explained how we did that site how we did the deal and it took, looking back or thinking back, I think it was like three or four days out of the week you were doing that to help people. I said, well, that's all good. I love the idea of helping people, but your time is being used up. So we could better your time. Let's do it over a weekend, invite everyone to a room um, and we'll just explain how we did that first deal. Now, we weren't setting a training company to teach them about property development because we didn't know all the ins and outs of property development at that point. So we just explained how we did the deal. The second... Um, course we did was was the same but we were on to our second site so we started talking about the first deal and then how we'd purchased that second deal and we took people to the site as a site visit the third was then halfway through that development and it was just 
every deal or every course we've run has been based on what we've done, our experiences, how we've made deals work, how deals haven't worked as well, because that is more than important uh, to explain. So our reputation as a training company is fantastic. Like Trustpilot, there's not a bad review. In fact, on the internet, I don't think there's a bad review on Whitebox because we teach people with integrity. We teach people from uh, an honest point of view. We tell them if it didn't work. We tell them if it worked. Um, That's just what we do it for. We're not in it to make a load of money. We're here to help people get started in property development because we needed that when we first started. So I think reputation for training companies comes down to the reason they're doing it for. So if people are just doing it because they want to make a load of money, they're probably not thinking about people's results. And if they don't think about the results, then the company gets a bad reputation. Then it's just going to go downhill from there. As you say, people blow up completely because they go too fast. Like we're not here to push and push and push and trying to get people educated. We want to do it for the right reason. So I think the biggest thing for me in that is we just said that common perception outside of the property world is quite negative to people in property, whether that be normal property or development specifically. But one of the reasons why we love the training side of it is because people are in that then because they want to be. They've taken the choice to be in, you know, the people who are part of White Box have chosen to not just look into being developments, but be part of White Box even. So it's completely the polar opposite of being the negative side. Everyone's really positive. Everyone's really supportive. You know, we've got 100 people on a mastermind that we're with all those people all the time. So we get so much positive energy to support what we do as developers and to support them being developers the the whole atmosphere of the community is a very supportive environment isn't it which actually encourages people to you know to get over those hurdles when you know when things don't quite go their way or they don't get offers accepted or you know they get problems throughout the development instead of you know burying themselves burying their head in the sand they actually jump into the trenches to solve that because they've got the people and the experience around them to help them they can see the solution and they've got supportive people who are trying to help them solve it so you know as much as property and developments have got a bad reputation outside of that world the percentage of people that are in it are really the opposite and supportive is the point i'm trying to make i suppose which isn't always the same in business is it you know when you go into general business actually people are a bit like you said about the the sort of the the uk attitude to money now that can be quite protective of you know their secrets and you know i I won't want to tell anyone else because they might do it and spoil it for me and all that kind of thing one thing we found when we you know just left the normal business space went into developments is that supportiveness was amazing wasn't it absolutely like property there's so much out there to to do you can't do all the properties in the world you can't do all the land developments in the world so by sharing it more people can do it and actually we've joint venture with a few people that we taught there was an opportunity that we had and or they had and we, we joined forces with them to give them the stepping stone into doing developments for themselves later on um so yeah there's so much more to it than just teaching like i think one thing when you're saying talking now I had a thought about was people pay solicitors and people pay planning consultants they pay architects they pay um qs's for their information on a separate basis so i don't know solicitors 200 250 an hour um planning consultants 200 250 an hour potentially qs is 500 pound for a, a desktop analysis like that adds up to like nearly a thousand pounds where it's part of a mastermind that's all included in some masterminds so actually paying for education isn't about paying for a company it's about getting something back so they're getting advice from solicitors getting advice from planning consultants all part of it rather than paying individually and paying all this stuff out so 
it's education is more than just just paying someone it, it, you actually get knowledge from it which is the key to it yeah no definitely and you know the, the education comes at a cost but then you're going to pay a cost either way you either don't get the education and pay it through doing what you do and that can be quite a lot more costly often or you pay it up front learn the information and, and be good at what you do so you know education is only expensive if you don't use it you don't if you don't um utilize what you're being told isn't it absolutely yeah and to be honest developments can make a lot of money so what people pay us for education and, and mentorship is nothing compared to the amount of money that people have made in fact talked about it on a, a previous podcast but one of our students banked about 412 grand and sent it to us and that is way more than they've ever paid us for education so do it right actually do it can make you a lot of money cool that's the end of this um, podcast see you next time